From APM, American Public Media, this is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Assistant producer Suzanne Pico is in the studio with me this time. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Stephen. So you were just on a trip to Dallas uh, doing some reporting. Tell us what you learned. Well, I want to start out with the statistic. African-Americans make up 13 percent of the population, yet barely 4 percent of the nation's doctors are black, and less than 2 percent are black women. So a lot of people understandably think this is a problem, and a lot of people are working on ways to fix it, including... The dog is in, and she'll fix you up. If you're a toy, then you're in luck. This is Doc McStuffins. She's a character on one of the most popular animated kids series on TV right now, and the show is named for her, Doc McStuffins. She's a six-year-old African-American girl who dresses up as a doctor and takes care of her stuffed animals. So I was in Dallas a few weeks ago, and I interviewed one of Doc McStuffin's biggest fans, Maisha Taylor. She's an ER doctor, she's black, and she's especially excited about this cartoon because she thinks the main character is going to be a role model for a generation of children. A huge part of it for me is that her mother is a physician. So it's one thing to have children that are fantasy playing about being astronauts or whatever. And it's another thing to kind of put it in a context where the entire picture is presented to children as something that's actually real. So when she's like, she's doing make-believe and her doc, her toys come to life when she puts on the stethoscope, that's fantasy. And the children, they know that that's fantasy. That doesn't happen, right? But when you see her mother come and give her medical consultations on her stuffed animals, well, now mom is a doctor, like, for real. Maisha Taylor was so excited about this character that after she saw a few episodes, she took to social media. And I said, hey, have you guys seen the show? This show is totally awesome. This little girl is aspiring to be us. Look at her family. So many of my friends, their husbands take on the primary care role of their children if they have children because partnership is required if you're a female physician. So Taylor got this huge network of African-American female physicians from across the country to put together a collage of pictures of themselves wearing their white coats and stethoscopes. And she tweeted out this collage with the hashtag WeAreDocMcStuffins. And this social media campaign caught the attention of the creators of the show. So flash forward a few years, and Taylor and her colleagues are now working on national projects to bring attention to women of color in the medical field. And the creators of Doc McStuffins were so moved by this effort that they even named a character after Taylor. Doc McStuffins' mom is now called Maisha McStuffins. I'm excited, too. Mwah. Bye, sweetie. This is going to be the best sleepover ever. Bye, Maisha. Maisha Taylor is a graduate of Xavier University, a historically black college also called an HBCU. Xavier is located in New Orleans, and it's known for its strong pre-med program. Xavier actually outperforms elite, predominantly white institutions when it comes to producing black graduates who go on to med school. And what did Taylor tell you about what it was like to go to Xavier? Well, she grew up in Los Angeles in a predominantly African-American neighborhood, and she was a top student. She had her pick of many great schools like UC Berkeley and Spelman College and other HBCU in Atlanta. And ultimately, Xavier offered her the best scholarship package, so she ended up there. And she was glad about it. But some of her friends questioned her decision to go to an HBCU. You know, when I decided to apply and then attend Xavier, people, people's criticism was, well, that's not a good school because she needs to learn how to 
you know, interact with all people and, and live in the world and the world doesn't look like Xavier. But what they failed to realize is that, you know, a lot of our professors weren't black and the whole city's not black. I mean, I still go to the grocery store. I still go to Target. I still drive around, you know, so it's not like you're in a black bubble just because you go to a black college or university. But what does change is when you're sitting in class and you're trying to navigate your education or the policies of the school, never do you feel like you've been slighted because you're black. Everybody looks like you. So if you don't get something that you feel like you're entitled to, you don't fall back on, oh, it's probably racism. Oh, it's probably because I'm black. That's eliminated. Taylor also pointed out that Xavier did a great job of giving her a lot of academic support as she started to forge the path to med school. When you first start as a freshman, you have a timeline of what you need to take when, what do you need to score on these exams to get this grade in this class. I mean, it's all structured. They send you letters and they send your parents letters. And if you come in after curfew, if you get a 95 instead of a 97 on an exam, your parents are getting a letter. And your parents are calling you saying, hey, Maisha, so maybe you should go to tutoring in chemistry. You're like, well, Mom, I have a 95. Yeah, but, you know, the pre-med advisor said that you could get a 97 if you would just go to after-class tutoring. You know, how do you know this, you know? But what it does is it holds you accountable, and it allows you to have a clear path to what you want to do. So Xavier tells you which schools you're most likely to get accepted to, and the medical schools that you're most likely to get accepted into. And they recommend that you apply to those schools. They, um, you know, review your personal statement. They, they have all of these resources to help you get to where you're supposed to be. So, Suzanne, was Maisha Taylor glad that she went to Xavier after all? Yes, she, she was. She got into USC, a good med school, and she thinks that's because Xavier prepared her really well. She said she definitely encouraged her three kids to go to Xavier. And Maisha's husband, William Schlitz, was sitting with us during this interview, and he also says he hopes his kids go to Xavier someday. Schlitz is a white guy from Southern California, but he feels very strongly about the importance of HBCUs, and in particular, he thinks there should be more HBCU med schools. It's naive for us as a society to look at the current medical education system and not realize that they have failed in creating the physician diversity that our country needs. I would love to see Xavier in the state of Louisiana and other HBCUs get the funding they need that they can take what Xavier's doing, a proven pathway, and apply it to medical school. And let's create 150 physicians a year at each of those institutions who we know are going to be diverse and they're more than likely going to be primary care because that's what they do, that their commitment to their community, and they're going to go back. That's what I would like to see. And then that competition, to me, would make the other historical universities that produce physicians in America, the USC's, UCLA, Harvard, make them get a little bit more competitive and maybe cause them to look in the mirror and say, who are we producing and what America are we producing these physicians for? Taylor told me that in her residency program, there was a faculty of 40 physicians and there was one African-American woman and she was the only woman. And this was at Charles Drew, which is an historically black medical school. So what do Taylor and Schlitz think is the solution to getting more students of color on this pathway to medical school? Well, they're obviously both very pro-HBCU because they think those institutions can offer students of color support as they prepare for graduate school. And also, I mean, this sounds kind of corny, but both Schlitz and Taylor told me that one way to get more kids of color interested in careers in medicine is to intervene early, like preschool age, and introduce them to role models, 
fictional ones like Doc McStuffins and real ones like Maisha Taylor. In ideal world, HBCUs would just, they would still be historically black because the history is the history, but they would evolve where they are not necessarily needed in the same way that they're needed now or have been needed in the past. So Xavier wouldn't cease to exist when we get to a point in history where little brown girls and boys can equally have access to all schools, then I think we've won. Suzanne Pico, thank you so much. Thank you. Suzanne Pico is ARW's assistant producer. You can read more about Maisha Taylor and see photos of her from the We Are Doc McStuffins campaign at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. You can find a link to it at our website, and you'll find more podcasts about issues in higher education and K-12 education. While you're there, you can browse the archive of more than 100 documentary projects. And please let us know what you think of our coverage. That's AmericanRadioWorks.org. We are on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from Illumina Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, the Spencer Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.